APM on the mutant radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? S1, that's right. That's why I can hear myself. Trina Roderick is running the runs and twos, so I can be on stage for me and yous. Makes Mitch much happier for me. So everybody clap wildly right now for Trina. She has a new show starting here at Mutiny Radio every Sunday from 6 to 8 called Diversity Training, where she's going to take differing people, put them in a room, and make them go through... Uh, diversity training exercises, which I think is hilarious. I also think it's hilarious that everyone always wants to sit in the back of the room. Like, <laughs> that's cool. No, everybody's afraid of the splash zone. Don't worry. I'm not going to spit on you. I don't have herpes, so I'm not going to, like, infect you with any weird diseases. It's not going to happen. You guys have all talked in this mic before. If you haven't gotten the sickness, then you're going you're gonna to survive, you guys. Uh, so here we are at Mutiny Radio with the new chairs. Are we getting professional or what, motherfuckers? Yeah. yeah! Wait till the new lighting comes in. No more Christmas lights. We're gonna have directional lights on the stage. It's gonna be really, really fun. Well, no one wanted to take the bullet, so this guy's gonna wanna take it right here. That's right! It's happy hour. It's one of my favorite people up first. You guys, clap wildly for the hysterically funny. You've seen him on the Toyota commercial, dancing around like a chicken in his red body with the big T on it. All, have you seen it? And you're like, who is that? It's Clay Newman! Yay! I'm disappointed in all you guys. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Nobody wanted to go first? First is sweet. First is the best. I get to eat and not worry about what happens after this. Pam didn't give me time to prep, you guys. That's what just happened right now. Pam's like, Clay could do it. Not always, man. Sometimes Clay can't do it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's fine. One's enough. That's still a chant. I don't know if you knew that. That still counts as somebody chanting my name. You guys, I'm excited to be here. This is beautiful. I just parked right out front. I, I don't think you understand how little I care about this set right now, is what I'm saying. I've never, I've been coming to Beauty Radio for over three years. That's never happened. This is amazing. I'm gonna go see if I can go to the burrito place across the street and not get overcharged because I'm white. I'm just gonna roll all the dice tonight. Really rock it. Oh, it's pretty exciting stuff. So yeah, as Pam mentioned, I just did a uh, Toyota commercial. Uh, the best part about that commercial, it's like I was really worried when I did it because I saw on the call sheet that I had a stand-in. I've never had a stand-in as an actor before. That's, that's unheard of. I was worried that basically like if I had a stand-in just meant if Clay really sucked, we got this guy. Like that's... <laughs> Because most of commercial acting, really most of it is just being able to look towards a bright light and not squint. That's what acting is on my level. And it turns out, as my character was to be wearing body paint, 
The stand-in was just another chubby white guy to test body paint on. <laughs> I've never felt more like an actor in my life. It was great. It took all of my powers just to suppress the inner diva and I'd be like, stand-in, get me a taco while you're being painted. <laughs> Stand in, you're hogging my heat lamp. <laughs> oh, missed opportunities. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you guys want acting advice, I'm happy to give it to you. If you want acting advice and you're not also a white man, I'm happy to give it to you. <laughs> I should specify, no, there's enough of us out there. There really is. Uh, the first time I went to audition, like I got a bit of a Jufro. Like I can't take, I put the hat on and now I'm stuck. I can't go back to Jufro. I don't know, like some of you guys that have straight hair, you don't know what it's like. As soon as the hat goes on, like I just, I sort of look like Kitty from that 70s show once the hat comes off. Like, the Jufro doesn't come back. But the first time I went to audition, I like, put a little hairspray in there. I really wanted to just have the Jufro be full and magnificent so I could stand out. And I went to the audition. Every other person there had a Jufro. <laughs> There's like 30 of us in the city, apparently. Uh, and I thought they'd be happy to see me. No. No, I thought they'd be like, another Jufro guy, this is cool. We could finally finish our quartet. <laughs> they were pissed off. They're like, what's with Stony Jufro guy? I don't like him. <laughs> So you know you've done mutiny radio enough when you know to pause for the horn. That's, if you can work it out in your set to where the horn lands on a punchline, you killed it. That's, I'll get there someday. Oh, well. Uh, well, I don't need to tell you guys you're in for a great show tonight. This is probably the best mic in the city, I think. So round of applause for mutiny radio real quick. And it is like, I really say it has been sweet from everybody to like, like all the text messages and stuff I've been getting for this, like for, to get in commercial work. And I really do like to think that someday, like you guys will be watching Comedy Central and you'll think of the time you saw me here and you'll think to yourselves, man, I wish Clay's commercial finishes so I can keep watching Comedy Central. <laughs> someday. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for Clay Newman, the very famous, the very amazing. Toyota, the man, the, the face of Toyota. I'm just gonna move this on stage so if anybody wants to sit in this strange corner chair up front, we're all gonna get used to the tight quarters here with the new, with the new chairs. I'm so fucking stoked on the new chairs. I can't even tell you guys, I'm really, really excited. But not as excited as I am for our next comedian because uh, he is a champion who is going to be running the door for Pamtastics and in exchange, he gets to sign up four times before any of you because I will trade for work. I, I really will. Um, also, just to let you guys know now, if you put a star behind your name, that means you get preferential treatment. I'm going to be bumping people. The star means that you're planning to stay for Pamtastics because it's my four-year anniversary. And if you're not going to stay, fuck you. You might not get up tonight. Sorry about that. So put a star behind your name because that means you fucking care. Like our next comedian, the very smart, the very funny, Connor Doherty. <laughs> Here it again for Pam. Holy shit! Four years. F four years ago, I was in. Oh, I was having a bad time four years ago. I was. <laughs> that's not a joke. Let's move on. 
Oh, I think it would be cool if Tums made ants hallucinate because that would mean that ant acid is ant acid. <laughs> Already fucking hate that joke. I've done. It. <laughs> I've only done it like three times and I already hate it. I love it. <laughs> I was gonna say you can have it, but you fucking can't. It's yours. I know. <laughs> have you guys heard this new Macklemore song? White Privilege 2? There was a White Privilege 1? I think that this song is gonna end racism. Not because anyone cares what Macklemore has to say, but so that he doesn't have to make a White Privilege 3. <laughs> I respect Macklemore as an artist. Not a musical artist, his music's bad. But I respect him as a performance artist. I refuse to believe that him releasing a song called White Privilege is anything other than performance art, and I'll tell you why. You remember when his album came out and they're like, oh, we're independent. He had a marketing and distribution deal with Warner Music Group the largest of the big three record labels, which was purchased for $3.3 billion in 2011. And so it can't be anything other than performance art, right? Like, what could be a better example of white privilege than appropriating a black art form, rising to the top of it, saying you did it on your own, when in fact you were aided by an institution of power? That's, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> Oh, Macklemore. This is how social change happens, man. There were problems, and it finally bubbles up, far enough up to the surface that a white person writes a song about it. And then we solve it so we don't have to hear that song anymore. Oh, you guys, what if the guy outside the BART station is right? That guy yelling into the megaphone? How angry must he be? Misunderstood. And how do you get that job? Like, do you have to interview with God? <laughs> the one dude rolling laughter, it always, I think it's worse than no laugh. <laughs> but like, does that guy have like weekly check-ins with God or something, you know? Does he have to give progress reports? He hasn't fucking converted anybody. That must be an awkward meeting. You know, every week he's just, oh yeah, no, God, I'm, I'm making some progress. I think I'm going to get someone. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> What's the difference between that guy and an ordained minister? Don't have a punchline. This is crowd work. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, I do actually have a joke, and it's basically that. The guy in the street doesn't ask you for money. Oh, goodness. I was walking past one of these dudes. <laughs> on mission the other day and he's just he's yelling into his megaphone about the end of the world and he's like the seas will turn to blood the dead will rise again and then he just kind of trailed off how do you forget the details of the apocalypse if you actually believe it's going to happen in your lifetime <laughs> and you can just make it up anyway it's all bullshit This guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just stay on this dude since I got the horn anyway. I'm like really obsessed with this guy, if you can't tell. It's just like, how does this guy decide what he's gonna do when he wakes up in the morning? Like, how does he prioritize things? You know, like when I wake up, I'm like, oh, well, I need to do this because there'll be consequences if I don't. But like, for him, it's just, 
I'm answering directly to God. You know, he wakes up and he's like, I have to do my laundry, pick up my prescriptions, tell the heathens that they're going to burn in hell for eternity. Like, how do you prioritize those things? It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, that was a commentary on religion. I am Connor Doherty. Fucking give it up for Pam Benjamin. Connor Doherty, hilarious. Like, aim it toward me. Yeah, tall man helping me out with the lights. That's what I like to see. Give it up again for Connor Doherty. Also, he's going to be running the door for Pamtastics. We have a free Indian buffet over here, you guys, just so everybody knows. All kinds of food, plates, forks, the whole deal. Please eat. Uh, it's a four-year anniversary at Pamtastic, so we take care of you. We got salad. You're gonna poop tomorrow. It's gonna be great. Our next comedian is joining us all the way from Germany. What the fuck? Today she braided her hair just like a German. I love her so much since she's moved into our wonderful community. Put your hands together. It's Ingrid Wenzel. Thank you. For the first time ever, I'm dating an American. Whoa, yeah, yeah, no, get over it, get over it. No need to clap yet. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I love him though, I think. But his mother, <laughs> his mother asked him, are you sure that Ingrid just doesn't want a green card? <laughs> like, how much do you think of your son when you believe the only reason why a girl might be into him <laughs> is because of his American citizenship. Look at him. We thought he'd never get a girlfriend. Must be his US passport. <laughs> you know, you make like a pro and cons of people sometimes. It's a really bad thing to do, but you know, yeah, no, it's okay, right? So yeah, on the, on the con side, yeah, he's into drugs, he's broke, convicted murderer. On the positive, he's American. <laughs> what a catch. <laughs> Just for a green card. I didn't know I looked that desperate. <laughs> like I'm some gold digger from a third world country that finally wants to live in a state without social security. Dude, I can go anywhere in the world, I can fuck up anywhere and always come back home to Germany and be like, hey, I fucked up. And they're like, okay, fine, take our money. <laughs> That's how it is, like, his mom should beg him to marry me, because then we can go back in the state with social security <laughs> and healthcare for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm a catch. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you don't know, and don't clap. I'm into some crazy shit, so yeah. <laughs> um, he already said, though, yeah, he already said that he would marry me just for bureaucratic reason. No one has to find out. Whoa, don't get too emotional. <laughs> like, I don't want to reenact the biggest love story of all times. Romeo and Juliet, they married for bureaucratic reasons, secretly, and then they died. That's how romantic I am. I, I, I go for a shotgun wedding. I go out to Vegas. Let's say it's a business trip and write it off. <laughs> Together with a wedding dinner at McDonald's where we cut the 
wedding cake flavored McFlurry with one spoon. That's my goal. That's how you do it, right? That's how you do it. Okay, folks, that's all I wanted to try out for tonight. Thank you very much. Back to Pam. Thank you. No horn. Wow. Keep it going for Ingrid. Yes. Also, she gives a fuck about you guys. She just gave you an extra minute. That's right. For you to eat Indian food. Uh, our next comedian, I'm excited that she's here. She put a star behind her name, so we're just moving right along through that. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Mary Goss. Yeah. She's got to walk through all the people to get up here. Mary Goss, be clapping. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, friends. You're all my friends now. You don't have a choice. Um, yes, everyone is my friend. Um, so that means you have to hear all of my opinions about One Direction now. Um, later. But that's exciting. Also exciting is last week I got to have my first experience, thanks to Pam, of um, washing down my birth control with CBD punch. That was new. There is not, this isn't the lead into anything. I just want to sound cool in front of all my new friends. <laughs> um, I don't really do drugs that, well, I'm on a lot of amphetamines all the time and it sounds really metal when you put it that way, <laughs> but it just means that I have very bad ADHD, um, which is why I need to consult my jokes right now, um, which is what I'm gonna do. Oh, right, this is the one I wanted to work on. So I'm pretty politically naive, um, as I feel like a lot of people here are, and I just basically feel like the most important thing is just to be kind, which is why I want every drunk girl I've ever met at a party to be running the country, because they are the kindest people <laughs> ever. There is no sort of support and love like the love of a drunk girl at a party. And I can say that because I have been that drunk girl at a party, for sure. But my favorite experience was a couple months ago, I guess. Um, this girl I met, uh, and you know, she had found out that I had recently had a birthday. And then she just looked very concerned, and she was like, oh, Mercury in retrograde affects Gemini's the most. And then she begged me to be careful. And I know that if that woman had any legislative power, she would make Mercury in retrograde illegal just because it hurts my feelings. And I would love that. So I want, so I'm just saying, like, that should be the aspiration for everyone in power, drunk girls 2016. I love every drunk girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all about drunk girls. Not super prepared. Um, oh, okay, here we go. So I'm also, I'm not from around here. I'm actually, I'm from New Jersey originally, um, which is the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes that. Um, and everyone's always just like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just like, no, it's, a, it's actually not so bad. It's not great. It's anywhere else. But um, as far as being from New Jersey though, everyone always likes to ask like, oh, so which one's better? which you like more, and there's no better, but there are some, some pretty concrete differences, generally in terms of politeness, because I've noticed that this thing where like, all of my friends who were raised here, women primarily, just like to do this thing, this like cute and relatable thing where they just announce their farts. <laughs> They're just like, oh my God, I just farted, ha ha. 
And I do not like that. I do not like that at all. I was raised to believe that if you have a bodily function that cannot be ignored in polite company, you need to kill yourself. <laughs> it's the only appropriate response. Speaking of which, it's actually very useful to have the sort of like aggressive East Coast politeness working in my favor because there is no way in hell I would still be standing here if killing myself wouldn't inconvenience like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there's also this thing, um, like, you know the old money, new money thing? Where, you know, if you're, if you're old money, then like, you don't show it off, you're not flashy. And if you're new money, you definitely show it off. I feel like there's also that thing in terms of attractiveness. You can definitely tell who was always considered attractive and who recently became attractive because first of all, people who recently became attractive are the only ones to refer to themselves as attractive, which I'm doing right now. And the rest of us, and, and we are also the people who are constantly just pushing our boundaries like toddlers because all I want to do is be like, oh, oh, I'm cute now. Laws do not apply. None of them. I can do whatever I want. I can steal things. I can do murders. I can, and also I'm white, so I could do those things before, but now I can do them and look cute. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted to work on tonight, so thanks so much. Keep it going for Mary Goss. Yes. All right, your, your next comedian uh, comes to us from the world of film. I've been seeing her just kill it lately and be totally hysterical. You guys are gonna love her. Uh, she's really smart and, uh, and she's a great little feminist. I, I, I meant to say little feminist because I was being ironic because uh, you're also tall and I would never refer to a feminist as, you know, my, my, I, I, hate, I hate the word feminist but I actually am starting to love it because it's the only word uh, that attunes to women that doesn't have the word men in it. <laughs> Feminist, it's the only one. Human. No, there's no men in it, it's an I. Ah, ah I love it. Put your hands together everybody, it's Tess Berry. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Pam. So kind, such kind words of encouragement. I'm, um, yeah, a tiny little feminist, and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start out with an impression for you guys today. I'm gonna start out with an impression. Uh, this impression is of Ron Dickles, the insult comic with the heart of gold. Oh, just give me a second, sorry. <laughs> Where'd you get that hat, sir? A store for blind people? That's really nice that they have stores for blind people and they're like, people are looking out for them. That's really nice. <laughs> Sorry. Who got you the shirt? Uh, oh, uh, that didn't work. <laughs> I think it's like a mixture of I don't know how to be nice or mean. <laughs> and this is just what I'm left with. All right, let's try another one. I'm gonna do another impression. Um, this is an it's it's a it's a dual impression. This is an impression of my cat doing an impression of a season sorry. Meow 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 meow. Meow 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 meow. My cat's way better at impressions than I am. <laughs> She's really good at it. Um 
I did uh, do film stuff, so I've seen a lot of them. I was watching a film uh, this weekend, a film. It's called Revenge of the Nerds. It's part of the canon of uh, college movies that have like a lot of sexual assault in them. <laughs> I really like this movie, but it's problematic because I want to watch it, and then just like smack dab in the middle, there's just this blatant sexual assault scene I have to sit through. And so, uh, little feminist that I am, I'm going to uh, erase the sexual assault from it and make a new edit of this movie, my own edit, and the scene where the, the guys go for the panty raid and then they peek in the woman's window, when they cut into the window, instead of seeing a naked woman, you're just gonna see a close-up of some balls. I mean like really close. <laughs> like medically close. And then he's gonna, it's gonna be like, oh, they're so big, uh, yeah, they're so big. You know you want it, and it's gonna cut back in, and it's gonna be a signed consent form from the guy. <laughs> Just so we cover all the bases. I think it's a much better movie. It's kind of funny, like back then, uh, the sexual assault, like it was just fine that they could run in and see all these naked women and steal their underwear, and there was no retribution like whatsoever in terms of getting in trouble. But I feel like times have changed, like there's things happening on college campuses and people are learning, but it's also kind of swung really hard the other way where like if I'm walking home alone late at night and there's a white guy on the same side of the street as me, he'll cross the street to avoid me <laughs> just to seem less rapey. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, it's kind of great. I have the whole sidewalk to myself, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, mm, I wish I was someone else. I just do. <laughs> I know, I've been sad lately. People get sad though, but it's like a thing I'm not sure um, if, I, if like thing, but sad things keep happening because I'm sad or if I'm sad because sad things are happening. It's like a chicken egg thing. Like, did I step in shit because I was sad or did, was I sad because I stepped in shit? I'm not really sure. I text my friend to find out and I drop my phone. Um, <laughs> And the cycle continued. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I was someone else. I don't know. I, uh, I've been like trying to like come up with like a style lately, like a, like a dress with a style, because I didn't really have one. I mean, I've owned this shirt for like eight years. I haven't really like developed my life at all. But um, I'm thinking about getting a haircut. I'm getting all my haircuts off. Uh, but I'm not sure how it's going to go. I don't know, I'm probably, gonna, I got a haircut when I was like in fifth grade and I looked and ended up looking like a boy and it was like not a good thing to do where I'd like hold the door open for people and they'd be like, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, but you know, here I am in front of you, a lady with a man bun, so. <laughs> I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, thank you, Pam, for hosting this mic and having all of us here. Thank you so much. I'm gonna leave now. Desbury, keep it going, yeah! We're, we're having a rock block of tall girls. That's what's <laughs> happening right here on MutinyRadio.fm's happy hour. Uh, our next comedian skateboards. Uh, that means that she's cooler than all of you, okay? <laughs> like, absolutely. Put your hands together, it's Mary Bushy! Thank you, Pam. You skateboard too, so you're technically cooler than all of us because you run this place. And for four years, I haven't done anything for four consecutive years, like ever, except for drugs. Like I didn't even, st 
I only did like high school two and a half years. That was me. Um, but man, I'm tired. I could use some coke right now. Um, I are you videotaping me? <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> any musicians here? Did, okay, so we have um, an emergency. Planned Parenthood is not doing well. We need a uh, abortion jingle pronto. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you have any ideas? Like, dun 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 dun. I'm killing it. They're <laughs> like, we went to the moon to take care of it. I don't know. Anyone, we got to do this because I have a frequent buyer card there. My next abortion is free, and I don't want to lose that opportunity. Um, let's see. What else did I want to talk about tonight? Speaking of musicians, I don't get why more ugly guys don't aspire to be a musician because um, they get the puss. Um, that's no secret. We all know that happens. Like, my... L like higher power and well, he, one of the uh, this this is the guy I use as an example because no one knows who the fuck like Darby Crash is and stuff but yeah, sure. okay there is that one guy with the bucket hat uh, <laughs> but I would like okay Jack White is a god to me sorry and he's amazing like I've seen him live many times like he molested my heart. He was wasted on pay on stage, pissed his pants, and I would still go down on him. Like, he's great to me. But he looks like a bloated vampire. I know this. He's ugly. So, I don't know. Like, guys in comedy, maybe just, like, transition over to... <laughs> um, no offense to y'all. Some of you guys are great looking. Um, where's Clay? Because this uh, he should have used the stage work as an actor, like the acting hands. Like these are like great. It's like a Wes Anderson set. Yeah. He's not a real actor. Um, I should have uh, had a script tonight um, to like follow. I don't really have anything. Stefan. Um, Stefan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anti-Italy, I see. Wanna go play Monopoly? Um, anyone have tattoos here? Uh, I hope you don't regret any of them, because yours are cool. Does anyone regret any of their tattoos? Okay, um, I regret several of my tattoos. I'm gonna hold on to them because maybe I'll like them again later on. But I have ones from like rebellion stages at 16 and then I like, you know, went to rehab and I was like, oh my God, self-discovery. I love meditating and I love Swedish guys. So I have a tattoo that says, Hell Jardatat. I don't know how to... <laughs> I literally have no idea how to say it. I think that's on that side. Really? Is he hot? So it means wholeheartedly, allegedly, in Swedish. But it was tatted on me by a guy named Hopeless. He went by the name Hopeless, Hopeless. And he was on a lot of cocaine. And this was during a sober time in my life, apparently. Um, I, I didn't get through all the shit. But here, last thing, uh, my ex-boyfriend, Taylor, um, <laughs> 
He was an ass. Um, he was sober when I met him. He's not anymore, thank God. But um, he was like the angriest guy. Um, but he had a tattoo that said, um, sober since November 10th, 2011, or 10 or some shit. And so we broke up, and he was like, oh, I can't live without her, and then started, like, taking speed balls and would inject it right into where he, his tattoo was. <laughs> like, that's a cruel relapse. That's like, you know, doing a porno with a guy who gave you syphilis or something. <laughs> and that's my time. Congratulations, Pam! <laughs> Mary Bushy has no regrets for Swedish tattoos. Uh, I got this neck tattoo on my 33rd birthday. Uh, it is a PBR ribbon that says I win under it. I do not regret it. Uh, I was, however, drunk when I got it, and the tattoo artist was like, you're kind of drunk. I'm like, I can't be drunk. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> on my birthday. Why would I be... And that day I got so drunk that it, um, it kind of bled out and got all fucked up. And there was weird, like, I had to get it retouched up because I really fucked it up because I was drinking. That was back when I was 33. You guys think I drink now? <laughs> you didn't know me when I was 33. My God, I don't drink whiskey anymore, so shit. Woo, just IPAs now. Your next comedian. He used to drink, and then he didn't drink, and then one time a girl chased him out of his, her house with a hammer. Who knows what's going on right now? He's a wonderful man who lives on a bus, and he's a genius. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Ethan Albers. We'll start the bidding at $5,000. One dollar. Five. Five dollars. The scarf in my backpack. Nope. It's cashmere. It's cashmere? Okay, cashmere's leading right now. Who else? <laughs> That, that's a little weird. Dwan, I don't want underwear to be missing. That's what I know will happen to start taking underwear. Hello, guys. I'm going to leave that up here. Uh, I painted that, by the way. Uh, I didn't. No. That's, a lot. that's me fibbing. I'm a fibber. I fib. I, uh, I don't know. I, I was at home. I bought that when I was up in Oregon because it's very Oregon, and I thought of this place. But uh, I was up there, and I, I learned a lot. I learned... Um, I learned that people have memories different. Memories are subjective. Like, like one person can remember something one way and another person remembers something the other way. Like, uh, for example, I was talking to my brother and I was talking about our, a white trash upbringing. I was like, man, it's hard bringing, gr like growing up white trash. And he goes, Ethan, we weren't raised white trash. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you're white trash. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, the car's on the side of the house with no tires on it. You. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, man. It really fucked with me. I'm like, am I really white trash? He goes, what's your favorite band? I'm like, fog hat? He's like, case dismissed. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? I guess I'm white trash, guys. I don't know. Uh, I'm really good friends with Barack Obama. 
Like we text, like we text, we text, we, we text. I, I call him Bracco. We're like, he's cool. We call him Bracco. Me and Barack Obama. We send memes. We send political memes to each other. I sent one recently of Donald Trump, and it says, I eat poop on it. And he sent back, L O L O L O. It's true. The FBI told me so. <laughs> it's true. You think I'm lying? Yeah, I'm trying to pitch something to Nickelodeon. It's going to be called Bracco's Modern Life. That's going to be amazing. I hate that joke, but I had to do it. Riffing in the bus, baby, in traffic. Wrote about that. Spin fire today. That's what I'm doing. I don't eat fast food anymore uh, because the, the school bus doesn't go through drive throughs It doesn't. It doesn't. It fits through Wendy's. That's it. You know how excited I was? I went through Wendy's. I get my Baconator. I'm like, complete. That's how it is. But no, here's the thing, because I don't go into fast food restaurants. Ew, they're sterile. They're disgusting. Give me my garbage through a window. One filthy window to another. But mainly, the reason I do that is because I want to do my favorite thing in the world. The reason I quit is because I like pulling around and parking right in the parking lot of the fast food joint. Right? Everybody does that. Restaurant's disgusting, but your own filthy fucking car somehow is a better option, I guess. So I'm there, and I, what I like to do is I like pulling up next to somebody else's eating, and I like to pretend like we're on a little date. <laughs> so I like pull up, I make a little eye contact, and I always do this. Like, and it's super cute, because I look at them, like smile, and they like smile. And I pull up my glass, and like kind of cheers them, and they like smile, and they like cheers back. And here's the thing, like it really fucks them. I don't really chew my food, I just kind of inhale it. So then I inhale a burger while making intense eye contact at them, and they always reverse. They always back out. How can somebody eat that quick? If they last through one burger, I pull another one out because I have like a weird eating disorder. I don't know. I get it from my dad. I don't know. It's weird, man. I went a lot better than I thought. My, uh, my girlfriend likes bringing up my dead dad a lot. She likes uh, using him as a reference. It's a joke. I go ahead and look at Journey in a corner. Make her feel real bad. Bringing up my father. No. Here's the thing. Uh, she doesn't know. Like, sure, my dad would have got, like, a long while. They would have, like, they're both, like, intellectuals. They both would have had, like, intelligent studies. Uh, my dad would have taught her how to properly throw an ashtray at my head. Stuff like that. You know, so it would have been amazing. They would have got along. I don't know. But I, I think about childhood, and when you're a kid, all you have is, like, I was raised on TV. So all my references for, like, normal life is based off TV. So when I was, like, a little kid, uh, you, you looked at TV for everything. So like, when I was a little kid, I was running around with no shoes on outside, and my dad yells, hey, put some fucking shoes on. And me being a little kid, I go, no. So my dad does his like parenting thing. I bet your guys' father's done that, huh? He pulls a pistol out, and he holds it to his head, and he goes, put your fucking shoes on. And I'm like, Jesus, Danny Tanner never did that to the Olsen twins. He never looked at Michelle and said, listen, Listen, Michelle, your mom died in a car accident. I'm going through some times. I had to move your uncle and a weird comic dude into the house. It's tough. Okay, it's tough. DJ, eat your fucking peas. <laughs> Never went down like that. That's been my time. Have a wonderful night, guys. Thank you very much. DJ, eat your peas. That was rad. Uh, Ethan Albers, everybody. Amazing uh, stuff from him. All right. We're going to do our first unstarred comedian. You guys, clap your hands together. It's Devin Kelly. Yay! A round of applause for Pam. I'm working up the confidence to do this shit on stage. So far, so good. Uh, I got my script right here. So who's ready for the Super Bowl? Boo! Too topical. Yeah, we get it. Okay. So Super Bowl City is in full effect. Does anyone know how much money the Super Bowl brings to a city? 
Yeah, yes, 400 million, that is correct. That is correct. 400 million dollars is brought into the city. And now I have to imagine what kind of PR disaster Ed Lee has on his hand. I don't know what he wears, what a mayor wears on a daily basis. Maybe suspenders or whatever, you know, getting the work done for the people. But I see him, I imagine him with like a giant tractor talking to like the Super Bowl delegates, just like pushing the homeless into the ocean and just like launching them into like SRO housing, just being like, nothing to see here. Jewel of the West, we're good. Got this one on lockdown, guys. Yep, we'll take your money. No problem. And, uh, you know, they're going through uh, SOMA, which I like to call New Yosemite or America's largest outdoor public toilet. You'll see, like, lots of, like, awesome things like, uh, like dust clouds of, like, pit bulls and random transient paraphernalia just going in circles, lots of cyclones like that. Um, but what I really like about the Super Bowl um, is not so much the game, but the, uh, the commercials, right? Okay, we all know that. Um, and there's one, there's one company that consistently kills it for me, and that is Coors Light. And the reason why uh, Coors Light is so awesome is not because it's a mediocre pilsner, um, but because they have a knack for the world's most phenomenal transportation. And um, what I mean by that is that the silver bullet is a modern marvel. You know, it travels, absolutely, thank you, Pam. Thank you, see I got some support up here. Fuck you guys, yeah. <laughs> um, goes about 28,000 miles per hour to any barbecue with guys named Brad. And it's super, super mediocre. And I, I gotta say, what I love about that is we've already solved the problem of the Hyperloop. It's done, that's it. Like, fuck Elon Musk, get him out of here, get modern Iron Man off his stage. We just bring all the wasted people at Coors. Somehow they managed to get the uh, top transportation engineers from MIT, and they've created an amazing way to deliver an awesome, cool Pilsner. Um, but I, uh, that makes me think of transportation, and uh, let's segue that, right? Logical, logical thing to do with comedy, bring up the material, keep it moving. Um, I was thinking, what would be fun for, for Uber, like new ideas for, for the app? And uh, we all hate going to the dentist, going through breakups, or just Monday. And uh, I was thinking, you know, there's like Uber, there's Uber X, there's Uber Pool, there's Uber Black, and I was thinking this should just be like an Uber fuck it. Like it just, you get in there, you're like fuck it. He's like, okay. We just go right to the Golden Gate Bridge, and you just tip the guy like $3,000 or your savings, you know, and you just go off, there's no questions asked, like he just drives away. No, no yellow ribbon hotline, like it's just over. And then there's like the Uber like fuck it plus, where like you and the driver are like in on it, and you just like roll into a garage and just like blast journey more than a feeling or some shit, whatever whatever you want to do, and just, you end your lives together, and ironically, all your money gets donated to the Yellow Ribbon Foundation, so you just, you just kind of keep, keep moving in place. Um, I think that, uh, while we're talking about transportation, I think that car navigation is a great way to practice for marriage. Um, just because, you know, you have like, you have someone telling you what to do the whole time, and you, you as, a, as, a, as a male, there's just too much pride with uh, wanting to know where to go. So you just always have someone nagging you in the front seat, like make a left, you're like, fuck you, bitch. Like, oh, all right. Let's just, let's fast forward to complacency. Like you can just get to, you can get to the sweet spot of every relationship just by practicing in a car. All right, that's all I got, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Keep it going for Devin Kelly, yeah!
Uber. Oh, God. I don't even have a smartphone. My phone is dumb. I don't have the ability. I only have the ability to have a, have a stopwatch on it. Like, I can't even. Uber. I've never Ubered. I don't even know. I don't understand it. It's all, it's all apps these days, you fucking techie bitches. All right. Uh, see if I can make eye contact with our next. Is Ken here? Where is Ken Suzuki? There he is. All right. Your next comedian is a stalwart supporter of the station here. He's here pretty much every Monday and Friday. And he passes every single one of my posts. Like, there hasn't been a podcast that he hasn't shared with his friends. And I really, really appreciate it. Why, uh, which is why he's going to go up next. Put your hands together, everybody, and love him up. It's Ken Suzuki. What will replace it? Thank you all. Pam, good to see you. Yeah, four-year anniversary. I wish I, could say, I wish I could say I felt better, but I've had better days. I had a bit I thought I was going to retire, but no. Just when I think it's done, they pull me back in. I happened to see on my Facebook wall or feed or whatever it's called now, somebody posted an article right in my face that says, yes, your dating preferences are racist. Oh, yeah. It's racist now to have a preference in who you fuck. It's racist now to have a preference for who you fuck. Who gets mad at someone in the produce aisle when they see them filling their cart with mangoes instead of papayas? All right? We all want the juice. We all want the juice. Some of us just prefer the taste of different flesh. The game of dick and the game of pussy is just like investing. Some of us specialize. Some of us diversify. You still getting paid? Are you still getting paid? You still getting your nut? Then just get yours and be happy. Jesus Christ, who's so racist? Fuck you. So what if they don't diversify? That just means more dick and pussy for you if you do. I happen to diversify and it's just, it's nobody's fault, just because my dad. My dad used to tuck me in every night. And before he would tuck me in, he'd always tell me this. Ken, remember, no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white. struggling to be a comedian. I got this, I'm trying to write a cerebral palsy joke, but I just can't get it to stand on its own. Maybe it's, maybe it's the premise. It's a little shaky. (sighs) Fisting, say what you want about it, but it can get deep. All right, you guys don't have to agree with anything I say on stage tonight, but I think you all can agree that it is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way without a safe word. And if you're going to simulate drowning them, make sure to give them something to hold on to. They drop it, that's their safe word. Ah, good old S&M, good old S&M interracial S&M. Just me and a beautiful black chick that wanted me to chain and whip her. And I was like, whoa, hold up, hold up. You want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? She said, no, Ken. That's my safe word. (laughs) On the topic of hate crimes, Macklemore. So I just finished listening to Macklemore's new magnum opus, this white privilege too. Nice. Yeah. Macklemore, please. Do us all the, yes, please take the lead in ending white supremacy 
and privilege, and uh, go kill yourself. I, ne I never knew that there was a genre of cuck rap until I heard you, Macklemore. Oh my god. Why privilege too? That's fucking good hip hop. That's outcast. That's Wu Tang Clan. Let me sit you. <laughs> Let me sit you down with a fucking gun to your head and see if you still have that confidence in that song. Jesus Christ, Biggie, Tupac, ODB, and Jam Master J are all rolling in their graves. Get the fuck out of here. Iggy Azalea's accent sounds realer than you, Macklemore. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, you cuck. I hope, fuck, I hope you get lynched at Black Lives Matter rally. Good night. Ken, bring in the anger. Bring in the anger. Uh, I was in a car today and someone made me listen to Iggy Azalea's first song. And I was like, this is all bullshit. I don't understand pop music and I think it all is stupid. Uh, your next comedian is not stupid. He's a very funny man uh, and I'm glad he's back. He took like, I don't know, a couple weeks off, but it felt like longer than that. You guys clap wildly. Oh, there, here we go. Calvin Albright. While he's walking up here, I want to let you guys know, we have a shit ton of food here, and you guys should all eat it. Kelvin Albright, yeah! Keep it going, guys. Pamtastics, four years. Four more years. Four more years. Come on, join. Four more years. USA, USA. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. California, Uberalis. Uh, how about that Governor Jerry Brown? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I did recently get back from uh, Long Beach, took a big uh, break for uh, winter to go home. And uh, I found out my favorite thing came back, my uh, homeless doorman at 7-Eleven. He holds the door all day and night. His name's Hank, and we talk all the time. He's great. And I was really sad when I left because what happened to Hank was 7-Eleven got tired of him, and they put a cone there. <laughs> they put a cone there to permanently hold the door open. And I was really sad when I left, but I came back, and Hank's back, and it's one in the morning, and I'm getting a 40, and we're talking, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I moved somewhere else, and I came back, and I just, I just hid the cones. <laughs> and they didn't do anything, so I'm making more money when I hold the door, and I was like, that's great, Hank. But the sad thing about that is Hank had to realize an inanimate object was doing a better job than him and still say, fuck it, <laughs> this is what Hank's about. <laughs> like people who get, people who are like McDonald's are getting replaced by robots. He's getting replaced by something that doesn't even have an interface or anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Hank. <laughs> but he's back, guys. Hank's back over at the 7-Eleven in Ingleside. He's great, hit him up. <laughs> uh, and another, another new thing, I'm back at school. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say nice things about school <laughs> right now. Maybe that clapping was a little misplaced. Uh, I'm a communications major, which means after they've put me in tens of thousand dollars worth of debt, I'll be very clearly able to tell themselves to go fuck themselves, because I have a useless piece of paper. And then I can get a job where they want me to talk effectively at people. That's going to look good on a resume. 
Oh, but uh, school. It's, uh, I am thinking about dropping out because I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I found out you can just buy textbooks. <laughs> so instead of paying someone tens of thousand dollars again for the privilege of reading me a book that I'm capable of reading, I'm just going to buy the book and read it. Yeah. <laughs> going to take control of my life. Going to be at the steering wheel, steering my reading preferences. <laughs> Uh, but uh, school, get the syllabus, and then just leave. <laughs> the The worst thing about like school is when you uh, like, especially since I'm trying to do comedy, is when you have a professor who thinks he's funny. They're the fucking worst because it's it's so easy to get a laugh when you're trapped for four hours in a class about group communication. <laughs> like literally, one of the things he said was. Uh, some people aren't effective group communicators, and he points to the board, he does the clicker, and a photograph of Darth Vader shows up, and everyone laughs except me? Does that make sense to anybody? Just pointing it, he just said, hey guys, look, remember Star Wars? It still exists. <laughs> I can't do that. I, come up, I can't come up here with a photograph of Freddy Krueger and just be like, hey guys, remember Freddy Krueger exists? <laughs> uh, the only response to that would be a justifiable stabbing. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I do have a, my one strategy for school is I, uh, I take attractive teachers because I feel like you put more stock into what they say. Like, if you see, like, if you're in a math class and some ugly guy is just like, that's how you solve for X, I'm going to be like, that's not what I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to let what happened to you happen to me. <laughs> but I'll end with this. <laughs> I'll end with this. Fuck higher education, suck as much dick as you can, think for yourselves, fuck and drink like it's the apocalypse and you know you're going to hell. Woo! Mutiny Radio, four years, four more years. Pam Benjamin, everybody. Calvin Albright hates school. That's cool. He's absolutely right. I have two master's degrees and I make $16,000 a year. So don't go to graduate school is what I'm saying. Especially if you're an artist. It makes no sense. I have an MFA in poetry. What's the fucking point? Right? I'm philosophical and political. Uh, I'd rather make people laugh. Your next comedian's going to make you laugh. She's one of the smartest people I know. Uh, she has great jokes and you guys are going to laugh hysterically for her. You're going to love Journey Roberts. Yay! God damn it, I hate good intros. They're like the worst. The worst fucking thing. Not, I got nothing. To, I, got, I, got, I, got shit, I just got shit in my brain. Uh, but I've been in Oregon for like two months, and I'm, I thought I was like way funnier. Like I got to tell you, I come back here, and it's like I'm not, I'm not all that funny. Uh, I am obsessed with like niceness versus kindness. They're not the same fucking thing at all. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have weaponized niceness. <laughs> it's not okay. Uh, my feeling is if you can make someone feel like an asshole, you should definitely do that. <laughs> like for sure do that. Like if, if you're capable of making someone feel shitty, maybe they need to feel that way. which white people are learning, myself included, over the last couple of years. Like, I don't know. I understand why white people get sick of hearing about themselves, because, like, obviously we're evil. <laughs> like, of course we're fucking evil. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, of course white people are evil. But we do need to just, like, we can feel like assholes. Maybe we should just sit there and fucking do it. <laughs> 
that's all I'm saying. Uh, so fuck, fuck that. Uh, but I don't know. Like, nice people. Have you ever met someone so like brittly polite? You know, if you made the wrong move, like they would, like their hair would snap and they'd murder you on like on the site. Like I only trust grumpy people. <laughs> like I only trust people who are kind of assholes. Uh, I've been uh, I've been uh, researching like solar a little bit because I live in a school bus. Also, it's always it's always fun. <laughs> it's always fun. Like I, I usually like when people don't know. Like when I'm not in a room full of comics, I always have to pick. Like, am I gonna am I gonna tell my bus jokes or like shit on my boyfriend all night? <laughs> like that's a, that's the weirdest that's the weirdest thing about living with a comedian in a anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, I independently have been researching solar, and there's this guy, his name's Bob, and you know Bob knows what the fuck he's talking about because he's an absolute asshole. He's like, read these 10 pages, and if you still have questions, then you're allowed to talk to me. He's, <laughs> like, he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm only telling you this shit because I don't want to listen to your bullshit generators run at 11 o'clock at night. Like, that's all. You go, oh, Bob, if, like, if you don't know what you're, this is why I'm trying to learn how to be funny, because like, I don't want to learn how to be nice. <laughs> is strictly it. Like, the, the extra people have to be nice to people. I don't want, I don't want to. Like, I'm not gonna, that's not gonna kick in at this age. Like, if, <laughs> if, if I were gonna be a social butterfly, that shit happens at, like, 14. Like, that shit is not, that's not starting for me now. I'm not gonna remember your name. Like, <laughs> I just spit on you. So, like, that isn't, that's, that, sh that instinct isn't happening now. So, I wanna know what I'm doing, like, at anything, really. Anything. So, so I can be like Bob and be like, read these 10 pages first <laughs> and then then you're allowed to ask me questions asshole <laughs> assholes that's uh it's just my shit on on nice but it's not yeah you should let people learn shit like don't cover their mistakes for them like don't don't be polite it's it doesn't help anybody i have this theory that the worst shittiest people are from really like towns where everyone's really nice because bad examples are so important like if you're the only shitty person and you've never been treated shitty, you don't know what that feels like. Like you have to be grateful for bad examples. They're the best thing for you. Like that's the worst fucking thing about people to me is that the best thing for the rest of the world is for shitty shit to happen to you early. <laughs> like when you read about great people, most of them have some horrible fucked up thing that happened to them when they were four. Some dropped on their leg and they like realized humanity. If your life, if your life is pretty, like you're probably the devil. Like prob probably, you're probably the worst person. Ah, uh, goddamn, I love this city. Uh, I love this city. I, I have a whole uh, rant I'm working on. I was talking to a woman who, uh, who works at a school that's like half public and half private, like half her salary is paid by parents. And they talked to her about the time period when they bought her. Because that's this city. Uh, God bless Edley. God bless San Francisco. <laughs> Have a great night. Now she's gone so far God bless Journey Roberts. I met Edley, and that guy is a piece of shit. Uh, no, absolutely. I used to type poems in Civic Center, and I have a typewriter, and I, so what put me through graduate school in cash because I don't have any student loans. Not that my parents are proud of me or anything, but... Uh, and Ed Lee bought a poem from me, 
and there was a huge media storm and there were all these cameras and all these people and the picture of me that still exists on the in the SF gate and on the it was on the second page of the Chronicle or whatever there's me giving him the poem and him giving me a dollar that fucking piece of shit gave me a dollar it said poems a dollar to question mark you rich fuck you pay more the guy to pay your shine your shoes than you did for my fucking art and I and he's it was, the, so if you guys ever want to look up the silliest picture of me, I've got this look on my face like, what the fuck? As I'm, I'm giving him a beautiful handwritten original poem that I performed for him and 40 people, and he hands me a motherfucking dollar. Stingy piece of shit running our city, running the homeless people out. Oh, great, yeah, and this place will probably disappear soon too. He just wants to shit all over art and uh, just bring money in. Fuck Ed Lee. Yay, fuck that guy. Seriously, uh, he's, he's a piece of shit. He honestly looked at my face and gave me a dollar for my beautiful poem. By the way, I have an MFA in poetry. I'm not just some, I already said that, but that guy sucks ass. Our next comedian, it's his, seriously, Ed Lee, fuck him. Fuck him. No, don't, no, don't actually have sex with him. Like, fuck him in the ass with a corn cob. I'm sure, I'm sure he doesn't, nobody likes it in the butt, uh, is what I'm saying. Some people like it in the butt. Let's not go there. Our next comedian is new. We don't do anything nice for new people, so just, but whatever. You're like, glow out of love, this isn't brainwashed. So just, hopefully, hopefully he'll be funny and you guys will laugh. I've never seen him, either have you. But clap like you have, it's George Davis. Yay! Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, Ocho Santa Maria. All right. Prepare for like no fucking transitions or anything. I'm just gonna try to go through this thing. All right. Yay! <laughs> it's like experimental. All right. So I learned about the uh, the the Zika virus, right? You know, it's been killing like, oh, by the way, it only kills about a thousand people a year in the U.S. Just so you know, so like all that scary epidemic shit and it kills infants, not like normal people usually. <laughs> but <laughs> but in Brazil, they, uh, d they decided to attack the infestation problem with, uh, with the army, which is interesting because I don't know how armies fight mosquitoes. You can't fire guns at a fucking mosquito, and you know I don't know what you're gonna do. You can't, I don't know. You can't cover people, it, and it's like incurable, so they can't do shit. They could, they could shoot them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and speaking of guns, I guess we we'll go to Oregon. <laughs> and in Oregon, uh, oh yeah, oh the fucking video where they shot the guy. Did you watch the video where they shot that guy on the Guardian? It's the wildest shit. They take this big Ford like F-150 or whatever, and you see it cruising through the snow. And this guy, he walks out, <laughs> and he's standing there, and he's like, he starts fiddling through his jacket. He turns around, and there's this cop behind him, and just bang, boom, he hits the ground. And he starts flapping around, making like epileptic snow angels. <laughs> it's the wild, and the cop doesn't do shit. He just kind of walks, or the FBI guy, he doesn't do shit in any way. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 all right. Uh, I was listening to the uh, the radio the other day, and there was this guy that said, uh, he doesn't, oh, oh, yeah, he said, if there's one thing he could get rid of in humanity, it would be clothes, because he doesn't think clothes are important to people. And he was like, well, what the fuck would you replace it with? And he was like, well, we would just have, like, a basic uniform. Uh, <coughs> basic uniform where we could all just kind of do the Star Trek shit, I guess. And I was like, well, uh, 
what the fuck would he do actually like because he didn't believe in oh yeah he didn't believe in clothes and he didn't believe in like um dancing and it was the weirdest shit i'm like well i guess you just don't like the human fucking body you know because that's basically all that is that's just art on the body and uh, so I was like, well, I guess you just want to see, like, blob men, like, big green blob men just kind of walking around. It was the weirdest shit in my brain. But I guess it's not to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, stupid. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I told you, there's no fucking transitions here. There's nothing to <laughs> see here. But I'm just trying to face the crowd for the first time. Oh, I'm such a dick. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a stupid sign that says, yeah, go for broke. Why don't you go for broke? I'm like, well, what if you already are fucking broke, man? <laughs> the fuck you going to do? But anyway, memes uh, emerge. Oh, I saw this stupid fucking thing called, uh, oh, the ad in the new. It's in the brand new SF Weekly. The one about this Super Bowl. It was, uh, it had the uh, Kingdom of Dumpling ad in it. You ever read the fucking tagline? It says, please, anybody, if anybody can, like, answer me what the fuck this means, meet me, all right? It says, fall in love, comma, happens, comma, grows, and stays. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I used to call that shit, like, classic Szechuan sentence because it's like it makes no fucking sense. You see all these ads and you're like, what the fuck? But anyway, I guess uh, I got one more minute. That's the minute horn. Um, you know what you're supposed to Oh, that's what I used to do. That's the one thing that used to make me laugh, me and my friends. We go like, Ocho Santa Maria and Brian Eno. Like it was the weirdest shit. I don't know. We just like to make noises with our mouths, and I'll call that my last minute. Thank you very much. I'll see you next week. Keep it going for George. That was his first time ever on stage. First time ever. That was really good. You didn't even cry. That was so nice. Like your first time on stage, you're supposed to cry or some shit or like break down. Like my 10th time on stage, I had no idea what I was doing and I actually uh, blanked out and then I, uh, I was at a place called the 93 Club that doesn't exist anymore and I cried underneath the bar. I was also very drunk, but I actually <laughs> sat underneath the bar between like bar stools and the bar and cried until Edwin Quinn was like, fucking babe, get the fuck out of there. What the fuck are you doing? All right, all right. I was like, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Please eat Indian food and don't feel sorry for yourself. Your next comedian... Incredibly funny lady. I love her hair, and she's not even black. Uh, it's so, it's really beautiful. I wish, I wish I had that. I wish I had the luck of the Irish like she does. You guys, put your hands together. Uh, it's Amy Bebo. Right. Wow, this is such a great room. I'm glad to be here. Even though I think we can all agree that doing comedy for other comics is, is kind of like stripping for prostitutes. You know, I used to say stripping for whores, and then I realized I wasn't a misogynist, you know? I don't like that word. I don't like it. Just always people talking it with their mouth. Whores this, whores that. I'm like, you know, unless you're, like, really paying for it in that moment, it's not that appropriate. Um, I just want everybody, is there any straight guys in here tonight? All right, you guys, I just want you to take a deep breath. I have, I have like, an exercise for you. Take a deep breath, close your eyes. Think about sucking a dick. <laughs> 
All right, my friends. Yeah, how did that feel for you? Guess what? Guess what? That's what we think. Straight women feel the same way as you about sucking a dick. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I get to know myself more as I get older, you know? And I started to realize, like, I feel like when a dick gets kind of, like, close to my face, you know? I, I sort of feel like how I feel, like, when I'm going down to the BART and there's, like, a pigeon and I don't know which way it's going to go and it's, like... You know, and I'm like a little intimidated and scared and like I don't know where it's been, you know, and I like I want to swat it away, but like what if it makes a move? Is it going to attack me? You know, like when was the last time this pigeon had a bath? None of us know. It's looking at me with its little fucking beady eye, you know, and I'm just, you know, I don't know, it's scary, but like I, I don't know. I just, also... But I am not trying to be like, it's all about me. I don't want you to go down on me either. I know like a lot of women don't say that, but yeah, there we go. I, I really don't. To me, it's like a lot of wet slimy thing against another kind of wet slimy thing. And like, I'm gonna be sitting with my iPad watching cat videos on YouTube until you give up and hand me my vibrator. I mean, I'll give you a go, like, cause some dudes are into it, but like, I'm just like, I mean, do the millennials like look at each other when they're fucking or are they just like swiping their next Tinder date? You know what I mean? You're like, you're like getting it from behind and you got your, you know, your phone's down there and you're just like, yeah, swiping left. Oh, maybe, maybe, you know, I just, I don't know. I was unfortunately like placed, I go out to eat by myself because a lot of my friends don't want to pay like $17 for like six slices of fried tofu, you know, with like sauce at Burma Love, you know, and I've been hearing about this restaurant, it's supposed to be really good. So I, the other night I'm like fucking tired, you know, and I, I'm hungry and I was like, noodles with butter, you know, <laughs> or should I go to this restaurant? So I go in and I, it's like always crowded. So I'm at the bar and I'm in that unfortunate like fucking corner spot of the bar where it's just like a wall and then me and then <clears throat> it was okay for a minute. There was like a lady whose purse got to sit on the chair next to me for a while. And then they moved over and like this first Tinder date comes in and they're sitting right next to me and they're, they're like dumb and young and you know, not interesting, but I'm forced to listen to their whole fucking conversation. It's just inane, you know, she's like, well, I get up at like 5.30 in the morning so I can work out before work. And she's just fucking skinny. Like I could just snap her wrist like a little twig if I was kind of a dick, you know, and she'd be so shocked, but, you know, I, I mean, she was like very milky white and, you know, cute, and he was like dorky with like a, a gay lisp, you know, like he was like, he was just trying to see if his anti-gay therapy was working, you know, so like, anyway, so then this like dude sits down at the other corner of the bar, and he gets like this salad, they're tossing it at the table, not in like the weird gross way that you guys think, you know, they're tossing this salad for this guy, and he's looking around, and he looks at all of us, he looks at me, and, you know, He's like, you want some salad? And I'm like, well, anything's better than this, you know? And, and plus, I like to eat random people's food. And, you know, th this kind of adds value to my $17 tofu, you know? So I, I'm trying to extricate from these fuckers. I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, then I don't have to listen to you guys talk anymore, I say. And they're like, you've been listening to us? I'm like, I've been subjected to you, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't, no one fucking had a choice. Anyway, sure enough, I sit down talking to the guy, and, and one word out of his mouth, I'm like, you're Israeli. I'm like, of course you have to share your food. It's like a very sharing culture. Like, I've spent some time with, you know, Israeli people, and, and they're, they're good, and they share their food, and they don't want to eat alone, and they saved me from this fucking, like, 
Tinder corner. I can tell you those guys weren't like, if they were boning later, they were both like swiping during it. So anyway, thank you so much, Pam. This is a great open mic. It's a great room. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the love. Amy Bebo wants to live on a kibbutz. <laughs> she wants to go to Israel and live on a kibbutz where they all share their shit. And they've all been in the army, which is weird. I know a lot of people from Israel. They're all really hardcore. <laughs> One of my friends, she's like, I'm in the equivalent of the CIA. I would tell you who I've plotted to kill, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> and I knew she was serious. It was crazy. Uh, another comedian who's up next, he's fucking serious. Just so you guys know, people who put the star because they're staying they're getting first priority, but everyone else, please eat Indian food. <laughs> How delicious it is sitting here for you with the plates and the forks and all the things. Uh, he gave me underwear for my birthday and I love it. Not wearing it tonight, but they're great boy underwear. And you know what? They're best when I'm having my period because they hold that baby bib blood diaper so close to my twat. <laughs> just like, it's just like instead of a dick, I've got the baby bib blood diaper to hold. Oh my, it's called being on the rag for a reason, you guys. He is a very funny man and he's growing that beard back. So excited about it. You guys are gonna love him. It's Stefan Massey. Yeah. It's my religion. You see a guy. Thank you, Pam. My voice is kind of going, guys, so I'm I'm a little hesitant about uh one of the two impressions I'm gonna be doing. Uh but one of them requires deepness, so I'm good on that front. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> all right, something happened and I wasn't privy to it. Uh, that's just kind of my life, and also, radio listeners, you also weren't privy to it, but it was hilarious, you just gotta believe. Um, <laughs> so, I wish that there was a way to communicate how non-threatening I am. I know that I have resting bitch face. I know that I seem incredibly antisocial because I walk around with my headphones most of the time and I also lack a desire to uh, socialize with most of the population. And I know that I'm a six foot tall brown man with a ridiculous amount of body hair and <laughs> except for my shockingly hairless back. But I am a goddamn teddy bear, pun intended. I mean, I turned 33 months ago and I still watch cartoons. I fucking love cartoons. You guys ever seen uh, Steven Universe? Yeah. I mean, you babe, no? Was that, okay, you babysit kids, so I, oh, okay. Yeah, not, yes. Um, without getting too in-depth, uh, the main character is an amazing little dude who just wants everyone to get along and be happy, and <laughs> I know that they don't mean for him to be representative of people on the spectrum, but it's hard not to um, sympathize a little bit because uh, I don't know if you know this, guys, but when you have Asperger's, uh, yeah. it's kind of like everything just feels wrong and the world just constantly feels fucked up and you wish you could fix it, but it's out of your hands. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, another one of my favorite cartoons is The Venture Brothers. Um, and one of my favorite characters on that show is a man by the name of Brock Sampson. He's a hulking Adonis of a man, equal parts James Bond and The Punisher. And he's voiced by the closest thing to him in real life, uh, Patrick Warburton, who actually owned the car the character drives before he was cast as him. And uh, I was lucky enough to see him at Comic-Con five years back uh, talking about how he came to join the show. Uh, part of it was that he had already been acquainted with the show's creator, Jackson Public, for a number of years. Uh, and he spoke about their relationship. And uh, I'll never forget, he said, uh, what do I know about Jackson? 
I know that he has pierced nipples. <laughs> I know that should a man need to lactate, piercings can interfere with the lactation process. That didn't play into my decision-making process. Uh, another one of my favorite characters on the show is uh, Dr. Girlfriend. Uh, she's a bombshell who dresses like Jackie O and has a voice that sounds like she's smoked a pack a day minimum for the last 20 years. Uh, I'm fairly certain they never actually referenced the fact that she's a doctor on the show, which is part of the joke. Um, but I would conjecture that if she ever did try to practice medicine, she probably was never taken seriously due to her unfortunate voice. Like, can you imagine if you're, if you're sitting in a doctor's office and, and your doctor tells you, Sir, you have stage four cancer. It's metastasized to your lungs and liver. You have about two months to live. I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. I don't know about you guys. Really, it just seems much more natural for her to say shit like, Come on, Monarch, do you want me back? You just need someone to fix your flying cocoon. Uh, <laughs> so I used to work at uh, a, a company that uh, buys and sells used gift cards. Uh, and that's an industry that's very fraught with fraud, so they have to uh, make sure that the people that they're dealing with are on the level. And one of the ways that they would do that is they would ask them for a nearby cross street to the address they gave us on their profile. And the absolute best answer I ever got when I asked someone for a cross street near where they lived was Balls Graveyard Road. <laughs> but hearing, hearing that was honestly tinged with a little bit of sadness for me because the guy said it in the most flat, uncomedic un voice ever. Like he, hadn't, he didn't find it funny himself and he had no expectation that I would laugh at it either. And just to come to a point in my life where Ball's Graveyard Road wasn't f the height of hilarity, that's just, that's just shockingly sad. Um, I posted about that on Twitter right after I found out. It was a public service announcement. Uh, and a friend of mine told me that the only thing that was even close to competition for a better street name was a place she lived near called Fang Boner Road. <laughs> I'm Stefan Massey. Uh, give it up for Pam. Fang Boner Road. Man, that, I, wanted, I wish that was my address. <laughs> Pam Benjamin, 420 Fang Boner Road. That would be, that would be right, 420 Fang Boner Road. That's where I want to live forever. Uh, we're continuing going through the starred people. Don't worry, Dwight Demai, you'll, you'll, you're the first person after our starred people. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he has a, an amazing podcast uh, called JustMeAndChicks.com, and, I, I and he's going to do his ad at the end, but I'm just going to tell you guys, uh, you should go there, you should buy a hoodie, and you should definitely listen to the podcasts. He has them with uh, really great female comedians in San Francisco. So welcome your next comedian, it's Ed Ant! As always, fuck memorization. I have. Okay. I'm a bit of a bum. My name is Ed, and I'm a bit of a bum. I spend my days playing video games and smoking as much weed as I can get my hands on. And according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. 
Where I live, I'm in the thick of it. Drug dealers just outside my gate. Heroin eaters, heroin addicts leaving their discarded needles the next block over. And just when you think you can keep your chin up, a minefield of human shit. I know I'm smart enough to get a job in tech. I'm just not dumb enough to think that I'd like it. (laughs) I think the phrase, we need to talk, has never been used to start a conversation that both people wanted to have. In a very real sense, it's only ever started one thing, the end of a relationship. All right, it's uh, a little bit too long for a joke. Got it. I'm gonna stop wishing people happy birthday on Facebook. It's not that I don't like people anymore, it's just that I'm comfortable not being friends with somebody who unfriends me on social media because I didn't wish them a happy birthday. I'm attracted to a really cute Jewish girl, and I don't know how to talk to her. I think she's intelligent, but she makes bad decisions. She's thinking of getting back together with her ex, but that guy's not a mensch. He's the kind of guy that would give a girl the clap without making a sound. Former friend of mine explained to me the golden rule. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. He failed to explain to me the platinum rule. If you tell your friends about the golden rule, you're an asshole. (laughs) That's the end of that one. Everybody can be summed up with only one word. If you believe that, then the word is moron. You heard the horn, and that means only one thing. It's time for an ad. (laughs) A while ago, I was a sad and lonely man, desperate for attention from wherever I could get it. But now, I've found purpose, meaning, the kind of thing that means something. And you can find out what that is to bring love to the world at my website, justmeandchicks.com. Go there, download the podcast that I did with Nicole Love, and buy a hoodie. And and justmeandchicks.com. Buy a hoodie. He can't even afford to buy himself a hoodie. When's your birthday, dude? Jonathan and I will buy you one of your own hoodies for your fucking birthday. Seriously, he can't even afford to buy his own hoodie. No, it's okay. He's trying to... Yay, edit. Clap, clap, clap. Yay! He's a self-starter. Our next comedian uh, is our first unstarred comedian because he's going to tape it or whatever. He gets special privilege because he's been around... You've been doing comedy longer than I have. You've been doing it for like six, seven years. 
35 years. He's been doing comedy since I was six years old. You guys, put your hands together, the very, very funny Dwight Mai. Thank you. Thank you. 35 years. I've been doing comedy ever since my mother tried to abort me. I said, no! She said, yeah! I said, we'll see about that. I'm coming out in six months, baby. Six months, I'm going to be there. I'm going to suck on your titties. Both of them. I'm going to suck on one, I'm going to feel on the other. You can't stop me because I'm cute. You can't do that. Hey, folks, hey, we got, uh, we got Indian food. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't eat it. Yeah. Columbus ate it and he killed a lot of people. <laughs> don't eat the Indian food, right? Like real Indian food is not, is not you know, curry, it's buffalo. Yeah, yes, yes, you eat the buffalo, you wear the buffalo, you hide in the buffalo, you, you start a clothing store about buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all buffaloes. Uh, folks, uh, I, ooh, I got indigestion. Oh, God, I know, <laughs> I'm gonna kill somebody. I'm gonna kill everybody. <laughs> Anyways, uh, folks, uh, you know what I hate the most? Uh, Landmines. Yes. Because they will ruin the one thing I love doing the most, uh, walking around. <laughs> yes. And if I, if I step on one, it would force me to do the one thing I hate doing the most, standing still. I can't stand that. I sleepwalk, so I can't do that, you know? And I'll be in Vietnam going, oh, they gotta chain me to the bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle lost his leg. He, he brushed his teeth. He read a book, but he never chained himself to the bed. Anyways, that's my landmine joke. Hey, you guys ever, you guys ever seen that, uh, that show Lost? A bunch of people, like, they, they got, like, stuck on a deserted island, you know? You know what I would do if I was stuck on a deserted island with a bunch of people? Like, if you guys were all there, you know what I would do? I would give swimming lessons. Yeah. yeah. I'd be the best swimming instructor on the island. I have the biggest pile of coconuts, you know? <laughs> like, people be like, oh, Annie's cute, but do what? You'll never go thirsty with him, you know? Plus, plus you can eat the coconuts. Plus, women are starting to wear bras now, and it's important to me. <laughs> all right, all right, maybe not that. Hey, you know what? I, I never got what I wanted for Christmas, a leaf blower. Yeah, I want a leaf blower. Yeah, so like I can hang out at the park, and when people throw Frisbee, whoa. No, it's not the light. I know what it is, though. It's this young lady. Hello. It's, it's a leaf blower joke. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say I like to hang out at the parks and uh, make the Frisbees change their tra trajectories. You know? <laughs> and then I'm going to find like, sleeping people and just fucking lift their eyelids up, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, find some chihuahuas and just blow them away. But uh, anyways, that's a dumb joke. Uh, uh, Non-organ donors. Any non-organ donors? Absolutely. Non-organ donors? Non-organ donors. Do not worry. You can still receive organs. <laughs> yes, the government allows douchebaggery. <laughs> it's okay to be a hypocrite. No one, uh, no one wants your organ? I want your lungs. Let me have your lungs. I want two pairs of lungs. <laughs> one to smoke and one to breathe. <laughs> like, oh, fresh air. I want two bladders so I can drink and not go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to save this. Anyways, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, folks, if, uh, if you're rich, uh, you should help people out. You don't, don't help animals out. <laughs> don't help animals. There's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with animals. It's just that 
Like, how would you feel if, like, you were starving and then you looked up and you saw a bunch of people helping out rhinos, you know? And I'll be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill that rhino. <laughs> I'm going to fucking cut his horn off and sell it and get a chainsaw and build me a house. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Anyways, folks, uh, I, I was sorry. Eat the, eat the Indian food. It was the wrong Indian. I, I got it mixed up, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was the wrong Indian. Yeah. You eat that food, you wear a towel around your head, right? That's hack, you know. It's, uh, I'm a hack. Anyways, <laughs> folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be stumbling around out there. So thank you. What my, everybody. He's right. Keep eating Indian food. You guys, there's so much fucking Indian food. I don't know what to do with ourselves. We're going to, and it's raining too, so I have no idea what corner to put it on without it getting waterlogged and strange in the future. All right. Our next comedian has a star behind his name, which means he's going up next. Uh, he's really, really funny, you guys. You're going to love his jokes. Put your hands together for Tito Gonzalez. Ah, that's not fair, man. You'd think that'd be the dream to get your name called out. But, like, not with, like, a whole bunch of depressed comedians. <laughs> you know, like, that's not... I've, I've made some mistakes, guys. <laughs> but uh, I, I continue to make mistakes, though, because uh, I'm a mechanic, guys. Yeah. And the thing that's fucked up about being a mechanic is, like, shit has to be made to break down for us to continue to have a job. You know what I mean? Like, how fucked up environmentally is that? You know what I mean? Like, that's fucked up, man. Right? Like, there's got to be, like, one guy in the meeting when they're making the new car, that he, and he's just, like, talking to his friend, like, I think I'm going to ask the question. I think, I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask. Hey, uh, what if we stop making shit to break down? What's that? I'm fired? Okay. <laughs> you know, like, it's fucked up, right? Like, why is that a thing, man? Like, and I, w I went to a school to be a mechanic. I went to, uh, I went to Wildtech. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this school. Have you guys ever heard of the Wildtech before? No? Well, Wildtech, they had, like, these commercials, right, that came out, like, right in between, like, unemployed o'clock. You know what I mean? They'd just be like, hey, you, you on the couch. Yeah, you. Yeah, right? And, like, that's how, like, that's a red flag right away. Like, that's how you know that school is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you know it's fucked up. Like, could you imagine that commercial for, like, Harvard or Yale? You know what I mean? Just like, hey, you, you on the couch. Do your parents have a lot of money? Did your parents prescribe you Ritalin and Adderall to take your SATs that actually work in your favor anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I grew up in Berkeley, and all the, like, all the uppity kids in Berkeley all had like an Adderall prescription. All of them. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why? You already have the white privilege. You got performing enhancement drugs, too? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, what kind of parenting is that? Like, hey, Jimmy, do your homework. No? Here's some drugs. <laughs> right? Like, what happened to, like, the good old backhand? You know what I mean? Like, do your homework. Pow! Right? Like, I mean... Be your children. Like, I mean, like, that's what I got, right? Like, it didn't help me do my homework. You know, I just pass it down to when I have kids. But at least I'm not drugging them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm a mechanic. <laughs> And it's just, it's weird, man, because we don't get the same respects that doctors get as being a mechanic, you know? And it's like, that's fucked up, right? 
Like, yo, we do the same shit, right? We do the same job. We both false diagnosed for profit. <laughs> like, why don't we get, <laughs> I don't know, man. But being a mechanic is kind of weird because I feel like no one is really like set out to be a mechanic. No one goes out and it's like, I'm going to be a mechanic, right? Like people go out and set out to be like doctors and lawyers and murderers, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I mean cops, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, good news though, I did smoke weed for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at work, <laughs> uh, big mistake, because I got super paranoid, and I was like, fuck, my boss is gonna know I should probably work, <laughs> you know? But I feel like I've gone into so much almost trouble, like with weed. Like, I got pulled over for hotboxing my car once on the Bay Bridge, and the, and the cop let me go. And I was like, what, he let me go? And that's when I realized, I was like, that's right, all my passengers are white. <laughs> so now I know it's four white passengers for smoking and driving, <laughs> three for like a traffic violation, and like eight for drinking and driving. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Keep it going for Tito Gonzalez, yeah! Our next comedian is outside, which is why I'm coming out here to get him. You guys are gonna laugh like you've never laughed before. For Jason Bulmforth. Oh, thank you. I get to not stand out in the rain like a homeless person, great. Oh man, the weather's great. Uh, I've got great news. Great news, guys. Very exciting, great news. Um, not only has my mom finally been convinced I'm not gay, she now wants me to bring a girl home knocked up. I think that's the next logical progression. So uh, I have the perfect solution to this. I have a trans friend. I'm gonna bring her home. See how that goes over. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. I actually had the conversation with my mom. I was like, mom, you used to think I was gay and now you want me to bring home a pregnant woman. Um, what about my sister? She has a kid. Your sister's dead to me, don't bring that up. What happened? She didn't call me last weekend. Like, is this a regular thing or? Because I haven't called you in months. All right, moving on. So, um, got set up on a blind date recently. And uh, have you ever found out like uh, that your friends have given up? I did. I walked in on my blind date and I was just thinking to myself, mm, not even close. And then she said it out loud and I felt, <laughs> She gets it. And then I felt, uh, I felt even more awkward. It was, great. it was a great date to go Dutch, though. Perfect. You ever go to the movie theater alone? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? You ever get awkward stares from the attendants that you, they think you might need a hug? No. <laughs> See, that's what it's like to be attractive. <laughs> Self-effacing humor. Oh, man. So, um... Great, you can run my whole show for me. <laughs> so um, I've been watching the news a lot and uh, I just found out that I just really can't care about the news because everyone's talking about Trump and I know he has great hair. I know that's what I'm envious of, but I just, 
I don't want to talk about a guy who's going to lose. I think the only one who's going to lose harder than fucking t uh, Donald Trump is going to be Jeb Bush. That is the saddest presidential campaign I have ever seen. It's like watching a turtle drown in a bowl of guacamole. It's just <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking sad. Oh, man. That got a better response than I was expecting. Uh, so um, I've, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, thinking about my life. And uh, I was thinking about this one time I ran into a wild ch um, chinchilla. I don't think it's ever happened before. I was in Seattle, not a great place for chinchillas. And uh, a friend of mine came up to visit, and he uh, drove up with his truck, and he uh, said, like, uh, it's losing power. I, I don't understand. I just took it to the shop. Everything's fine. And when a mechanic friend of mine opens the hood, and he opens it up, and there's this little rodent just chilling out in the cylinder block, just looking up at everyone else. Sup? But he was, uh, he was a cute little rodent. We tried to get him out. But the best part was is we eventually fished him out. We decided to release him into the wild, and we have him in a plastic bucket upside down in the truck bed, and one of my friends is sitting on it because the thing could move the bucket around. And he's sitting there, and we're hearing the clawing, and he says, if this chinchilla makes it up my ass, I'm going to kill every single one of you. <laughs> on the last minute. So um, I find that, uh, ah, fuck it, I'm going to leave it on that because I ain't got another joke to follow up with. Murder those fucking gerbils. Yeah, fuck them. Oh, release them into the wild. He's going to die because it's too cold for gerbils to live in the wild. It's cool. It's all good. Just taking, taking poor animals and releasing them into the wild. No, 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 it's fine. All dogs go to heaven. All gerbils don't go anywhere because there is no heaven or hell, and they don't have souls. Uh, our next... <laughs> That's what Christianity taught me, you guys. I'm sorry, the Presbyterians taught me that my Catholic grandmother was going to hell and that my uh, dogs and cats have no souls. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think Catholics are assholes. Your next comedian is not an asshole. She is part of the uh, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. She's all the way from Florida. She's gonna murder it, you guys. She's so funny and I love every time I see her up on stage. Put your hands together, it's Dom Gellin. <laughs> Hooray! So much pressure! Yay! Awesome. Okay. All right. Cool beans. Well, it's 2016, so I feel like if anybody is still throwing a 1920s themed party, I'll just assume I'm not invited. Um, oh. Somebody just got that was a race joke. Oh. Welcome to the comedy show, everybody else. Uh, no, I just, I feel like, you know, people say that shit all the time. They're like, oh, man, I was born in the wrong decade. Wouldn't you want to live in the 60s? Fucking no. <laughs> like 2060, maybe, right? When San Francisco's underwater and white people are finally refugees. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh God, can you imagine what hap what's gonna happen when like everybody in San Francisco ends up in like Nebraska? <laughs> We're just gonna get there and be like, oh my God, you don't recycle, yikes, right? You guys think Hillary's super liberal, yikes. I got the Y and the L confused there, whatever. Uh, I don't think all of us are gonna end up in Nebraska. I think a couple of us are gonna maybe go to Texas, right? We're gonna get to Texas and then some of us are gonna be like, oh wow, you guys have brown people here. 
Why don't you just keep moving them further east like we did in Oakland and Antioch? I don't get it. <laughs> Geography joke, Antioch's further east. <laughs> That's totally fine. No, I mean, it, it's, it's cool. I, um, I do enjoy being in San Francisco, as Pam alluded to. I'm not originally from here. And so one of the things that I had a hard time adjusting to is your guys' uh, selective flushing policy. If you're not on the same page, it's, uh, it's the policy that says, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> and I see some of you nodding like that's not the most fucking disgusting thing on the <laughs> goddamn planet. That's so gross. That is some third world shit, you guys. All right, like, there are just pots of urine sitting around San Francisco. That's some third world shit. And I know it is because you know who else doesn't flush? My grandmother in Haiti, because she can't. So... <laughs> So there's that. Uh, one of the, but when I first encountered it, I, and I obviously am very grossed out by it, it's new for me, uh, but there was a person who was giving me shit about it. She's like, it's to conserve water. <laughs> like, I'm an idiot. Like, I don't fucking get that by not flushing some kid in Marin gets a clean cup of water. I get it. <laughs> I get it. No, but it, it, it pissed me off on two levels. First of all, she thought I was a moron, and second of all, the person who said it to me was a white girl with dreads. Um, oh, thank you. Fucking thank you, all right? God, I swear, if I ever become a comic book villain, white kids with dreads are gonna be my origin story. I don't give a fuck anymore. I, I don't, I don't. I feel like, I'm not sorry about it. Uh, I don't know, I, I, and I worry about things on different levels, right? Like, so I, I worry about, I guess, environmentalism, but I also worry that after I do all this, somebody's gonna walk up to me like, Dom, you're playing the race card. And like, I used to be self-conscious about it, and then I was like, no, fuck that. You know, white people have a race card too, it's just, your race card is a punch card, <laughs> right? Like, you guys, you get a punch every time you say some shit like, I don't see color, like, congratulations, you just got a punch, right? Or if you're like, can I, I'm like, no, don't touch my fucking hair, but also, Here's your punch, right? There are different things. I think there are things you could say that fill up your entire punch card at once. So if you walk up to me afterwards and you're like, all lives matter, <laughs> then I'm like, congratulations, you used to fill up your whole punch card, right? If you are a white kid with dreads, then that's even better because you used to fill up two punch cards. I just almost fell backwards here. All right. It's okay. I hurt my hip yesterday. I don't have any feelings about it. Um, no, but I just and 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 I and I just want to be clear. Like, if you got you guys do get shit if you fill it up. Spoiler alert: you do not get to say the word nigger. Just like <laughs> erase that from your head. You don't ixnay on the iggernay. All right, just like <laughs> don't do it. What you do get is you get to hold the Oscar that Sandra Bullock won for The Blind Side. <laughs> Yay! That's my time. You guys have been so great. Pam, thank you so much. You are awesome. Uh, we have one more comedian for happy hour, uh, and then we're going to transition into Pamtastics. If you didn't put a star behind your name, I'm sorry we didn't get to you tonight, but that meant that you weren't staying for... Is that Valeska? Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Everybody clap for Valeska in the back. Yeah. Best calves in the biz. Love her to death uh, all over the place. But your next comedian, your last comedian of happy hour, 
Wow, he was on a show last night. It was called like Tandem Wednesday Tandem or something. Did you win? No. Was Lalique your 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 co-person? No. Who was your teammate? Oh, nice. You didn't even know who, none of us know who she is. That's okay. You're going to date her later. It's fine. Uh, he's a very funny man, and uh, he puts together great shows. Sadly, he's moving to the East Coast, but maybe he'll change the scene out there. Everybody clap wildly. It's Tommy McGuire. I like that. I'm going to start the next sets off with high fives. That was a better feeling. And it fucked me professional. And <laughs> fuck are you guys doing here <laughs> it's raining and this place is full how all right thank you you're welcome uh man i keep getting emails from my uh chase debit card email system i just got out of work i'm sorry give me a minute but uh i keep getting these fucking emails all the time uh and they always want me to refinance my mortgage payments or they have a really great subprime loan for me but I get those after low balance, overdrawn, low balance, overdrawn, low balance. Those are the only emails I get. Like, why would they think that I had, could afford a mortgage? Or they just want to sucker me because I'm bad with money. Almost as bad as I am with this set that I wasn't prepared for. I didn't think I was going up, but, but ever. How is everybody? How you doing, Ruby? What are you doing here? I never see you here. Do your thing, girl. It's all right. Hell yeah. Fuck. Um, are you originally from the Bay? Who's who's not originally from the Bay? I'm not. Good. Um, you know, do you smoke weed? A little bit. See, I was. <laughs> Thanks for the note. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's about to. Um, he's telling me the jokes I'm about to say before I say it. It's good. Anyways, I moved here. Um, I smoked a lot of weed back home. So San Fr- I'm a skateboarder. Like San Francisco's like this. It just drew me in art and gay people and all this cool leftist progressive shit. And I got here and your weed is fucking gnarly. Like it, I turned in, I went from fucking stoner to retarded. Like, like that. And I have to, I had to like moderate. I can't smoke as much anymore. It's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. There's, there's stepping on lines, and then there's that. <laughs> Fuck. I kind of got fucking jogging. I wasn't quite running, but I was like, got a nice brisk jog for a second. Jesus Christmas. It's water, you pussy. <sighs> Sorry for yelling at you. <laughs> All right. So the weed out here is really good, right? And I'm not asking the ladies here. But have you ever forgotten that you've sucked a dick before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. I hope, like, plurally, like, more than just me. Because <laughs> I did that. I fucking... You want to know what's worse than forgetting that you sucked a dick before? Remembering that you've sucked a dick before? <laughs> like, f- what? That, oh, shit. I got to call my dad. <laughs> The, well, the really the worst part is how bad I, w- I was at it. Hats off to you ladies and gentlemen. I had no idea. I thought it was just fucking simple. Guys are simple, fucking, you know, what are you doing? Uh, I, 
Like, I didn't give a blow job because you finished jobs, right? But I did suck a dick. It was in my mouth, but it was just like meaty. and it was, I, didn't, I didn't like it. I did it out of like respect. I'm a gentleman, you know what I mean? He just sucked my dicks. I, you know, like, but I was really bad. I felt really bad. But it was just, you know, um, yeah. Sucked a dick before or whatever, San Francisco. I don't know if I'm going to get away with that joke in New York. But fuck them, you know? Don't suck them. Goddamn right. And I realized that after I wrote them, I'm like, yeah. I'm like prior. <laughs> we have so much in common. We're just these geniuses who go up and, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to light myself on fire after this set. Who scow? Oh, man. All right, I'll leave you with this one. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist. I like playing with the ideas. You know what I mean? It's fun, but I don't really believe in them. But this one I fucking believe in, man. Uh, like, I'm broke. I'm a broke little bitch. But I'll still buy an $18 steak from Whole Foods. Because I believe that... Wait for it. They employ, like, secret shoppers, these beautiful black women, fit, Pilates, fucking cart full of kale and all that shit, just to wink at me. That's happened to me before. It was at 5.45 on a Friday on the one on 17th Street. And I've been there back, I've been back there every fucking week, just waiting, looking, and every week they get 18 more of my dollars. Believe it or not, but the truth is out there. Ooh, Thanks, guys. And congratulations. Hey, and since I'm the last one to go, this is the last little thing for Pam. Thank you, Pam. She's been fucking getting wasted here for fucking every Friday for four years. It's fucking... Oh, it's true. Seriously, thank you so much. I love you, Pam. All right. Hey, Tommy McGuire, keep it going for him. Yes! Yes, that is the end of Happy Hour. If you did not get up... I'm sorry, it's because you didn't put a star behind your name and you weren't planning to stay for the next show, which is my four-year anniversary, yay. But please eat free uh, Indian buffet and uh, please come back next week because we do this every week and also come back on Monday for Joke Workshop, six to eight, and then also happy hour, good times. Uh, thank you guys all for being here. I'm going to go smoke some cigarettes. Clap wildly for Trina, running the ones and twos in the back. Her show coming up soon. I hope the majority of you are staying for the stuff. And please eat the food. There's so much fucking food here. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, no, no. You eat that food. Okay, bye. Insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired 
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it. I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse 
every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastics books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco.
People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit 